0: Good morning. You're in the loop. Every week we talk with the people who make San Antonio a better place to live. Thanks for joining us in the loop.
1: Here's your host, Milton Glick. And welcome to In the Loop. I'm Milton Glick, and that's what we do. We get you caught up with the people, the organizations that make San Antonio, Central Texas better. We're going to go all the way to Pipe Creek today and talk to the folks over at uh, Triple H Equine Therapy. And Keisha, you'll have to correct me if I make any mistakes, okay? Uh, yes. Yeah. Keisha Gonzalez is our uh, our guest today from Triple H, and she's the operations uh, director. And you've been there, uh, gosh, for a while. It's, I'm looking at the website, Keisha. I'm cheating. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I It's been a long time since I th- we've had you on uh, mm-hmm. the organization, uh, but um, it's... Absolutely incredible. Uh people are gonna love hearing the stories of what you do. Uh and uh and then we'll tell them how they can get involved too, both uh uh through events that you have as well as volunteering. We're gonna have lots of fun. Keisha, welcome to In the Loop <laughs> after all that. Hi Milton, thank you for having us on. Sure. Okay, how about giving us a little bit of the history of uh Triple H. Um
2: I- Absolutely. So, Triple H was actually founded in 1995 um, by uh, Colonel and Mrs. Harbaugh. They came to Texas after being overseas for a considerable amount of time, Um, then they came to the States. They opened a program in Alabama, eventually ended up down here due to some family obligations. And Mrs. Harbaugh started the program out here. She started with two horses and um, working out of her kitchen, basically. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and what is the mission? What is... Uh, wh- wh- so where our- did she start and how did it grow?
2: Okay. So our mission is to provide um, people of all ages and all disabilities um, nationally accredited equine-assisted services and therapies um, in in a safe hill country environment. So we work with, we have multiple programs, um, and we work with children as young as three uh, all the way up to, I say this only because our oldest client so far has been 100 years old. Wow. Um, but there's nothing to say that if somebody out there is 103 and they want to come out and participate, um, that we were going to turn them away. It just happens to be that so far the oldest has been 100.
1: Okay, and from all walks of life, yeah. uh, With a ver- uh, looking at the programs, I've cheated a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> looking at the programs from all different kinds of issues uh, that are uh, addressed. Um, where, where did the idea come from to use uh, horses to address some of these issues? Well, that actually goes way back to um,
2: World War I in, uh overseas. So what, um, and this is just a very, very simple um, summary because you may have people out there that really know the, all the ins and outs of the history, but a very quick kind of summary is um, after World War I, uh, some of our allies started noticing that the men that had to take care of their horses, you know, they had uh, horses as as partners, basically, um, were recovering quicker um, from both physical disabilities and mental disabilities. Of course, it wasn't PTSD back then. Um, I think uh, it was referred mostly uh, as shell shock. But nevertheless, they knew that they're, you know these guys were coming back with some mental issues. Um, and they started noticing that those guys were recovering faster. They were getting back to normal uh, a little quicker. So, uh, fast forward after World War II, our military started catching on and hearing, um, you know, whispers of some of these things that they had been doing, um, overseas all those years and started implementing it with some of our, uh, servicemen and women as well. And again, got the same results. They really started noticing, um, how quickly they improved, uh, compared to their counterparts that weren't working with, um, horses. Then, of course, from there, it's evolved into what it is today. Uh, It eventually, you know, started getting into the civilian world. People started understanding how horses could really connect to people and help them with, you know, just an array of disabilities. Uh, So it's grown to what it is today.
1: So what makes horses so special in this connection and then I guess we'll talk about the programs uh, okay. too. You tell me. You want to talk? Should we start sure. with the different programs, or should we kind of tell why why horses work so well in this?
2: I think I do both. Okay. So, um, one of our programs is our Riding to Independence program, and that's where we see primarily individuals coming out. Um, that have either been referred to us uh, sometimes through a primary care physician, sometimes through a physical therapist, sometimes through um, a mental health therapist, sometimes you know, one mom talking to another mom that have you know similar challenges. Uh, but these individuals are coming out primarily with physical and cognitive challenges. So what we see there is um when you're talking about physical challenges, for example, just a quick example, if you've got somebody with cerebral palsy um, who has difficulty even standing up, so maybe they're in a wheelchair the majority of their days um, because they don't have the muscle tone in their legs, they don't have the muscle tone in their core, so they struggle with balance, um, you know, walking, just doing things uh, that many of us take for granted every day. When they get on a horse, the horse's movement mimics uh, the movement that we experience walking, for example. Um, and then being able to sit up on the horse uh, improves core balance, you know, core strength, which, in, you know, improves balance. So when you put it all together, they're getting to work muscles that they're not working regularly when, you know, having to be in a wheelchair for the majority of their days. Um, and it also gives them a sense of empowerment. Uh, a lot of times these kids and adults aren't able to participate in a lot of other activities that uh, a lot of us do. They're, you know, they're not... Um, playing baseball they're not playing soccer they're not just even playing outside with their friends but when they come out here they get to do something that a lot of people don't get to do which is get on a horse and ride um, and then you know learning and connecting with that horse and having that thousand pound animal respond to them and listen to them can just be uh, you know more empowering than than anything else Um so that's what that's how that benefits them. Um, when you're talking about somebody with cognitive challenges, for example, autism, the biggest barrier in autism is not that they don't understand what you're saying um, or that they don't want to communicate. Um, it's just finding something that might motivate them to break through. Uh, mm. We had uh, several years ago, we had a Gold Star wife um, who found us through. Uh, on, the, on the military base, and was bringing her son, who had autism, out here. When he first started with us, he was about four and a half years old, almost five years old, and completely nonverbal. Which means he hadn't said a single word. Um, he grunted. He screamed. Um, he pointed. You know, he would he would communicate his needs, but never verbally. Um, after riding out here for a considerable amount of time, this doesn't happen overnight, but after riding out here for a considerable amount of time, um, I think it was about two and a half years, they're on their way home one day, and just after a normal lesson, like he'd been doing for two years, once a week, and as they're driving up Highway 16 towards San Antonio, out of the back seat, out of the blue, he looks up and says, you know, when do we get to bring Charlie home?
1: Oh, my goodness. (laughs)
2: Charlie was his horse. Yeah, I figured and that was, oh, wow. After she um, nearly wrecked her vehicle. <laughs> I was
1: going to say, I bet she yeah. was.
2: <laughs> Pulling over to the side, she called us here. I answered the phone. She's bawling, crying. I'm totally panicked because I can't understand what she's trying to say. um, And when she calms down enough and says it, of course, you know, there were tears all around. Um, And from that point on, along with, you know, working with a speech therapist and, um, and everybody else that was involved in his care, he, you know, started really opening up and and developing um, those verbal skills. So it just kind of opened that door for him.
1: And, And what is it about Charlie that opened the door for him?
2: He wanted to communicate verbally with Charlie. So we do a lot of, um, we use verbal commands uh, for walk on and for whoa. Um, Of course he had his instructor that he saw every week. He had his volunteer that he saw every week and, you know, everybody just kind of encouraging him to talk to Charlie, you know, say, walk on, say, walk on, say, whoa. And he would never do it. Um, It just, uh, all of a sudden, you know, he had built this amazing bond with his horse, and wanted to be able to verbally communicate, and that's how it happened.
1: Our guest today on In the Loop is Keisha Gonzalez, director of uh, well operations director with <laughs> Triple H Equitherapy out of Pipe Creek. Uh, Keisha, do me a favor. I uh, we're going to get back to talking about the, the, the different programs and everything. But you do have an event coming up, and I want to make sure that our listeners know because if they want to get involved, uh, you know, we want them to know what's what's happening. It's uh, coming up, isn't it? Oh. Uh-oh, you're breaking up just a little bit. What's that now? I'm sorry.
2: We have our annual Magic of Horses Gala coming up on August 26th. Um, it will be held at Pedrati's uh, Ranch in Helotus. You can find tickets on our website at www.triple-h.org. The tickets are $100 per person, and that gets you dinner, um, complimentary drinks, uh, live auction, silent auction, um, and then we have a live band for entertainment as well.
1: Yeah, and it's a way to support Triple H. On the web, yes. you'll find them at triple-h.org, triple h dot org uh, you'll find out about the event there too and it's a great website with lots of terrific stories and lots of, of different things about the program alright you um, let's see uh, Keisha do you want to talk about another program that you're particularly proud of
2: sure um, the uh, The other programs that we're proud of are our psychotherapy programs um, and these programs are Uh, designed to work primarily with uh, youth at risk or veterans who have suffered trauma. Um, And the programs are set up to help develop healthy uh, relationship skills. That's one thing that kind of everybody who has suffered trauma can, um, across the board, suffers from. So the programs are meant to build those healthy, uh, the healthy relationship skills. Uh, We do have a professional mental health. um, We do have a uh, mental health professional, sorry, that's a part of that team uh, to help facilitate the lessons. And basically what we do is we discuss different topics every week uh, related to healthy relationships, topics like trust. uh, boundaries, uh, situational awareness, just kind of understanding how you interact with people, and then they get to go out and work with their horses. Uh, their horses are actually able to choose them versus really? the other way around. <laughs>
1: how do the cho- yeah. how do the horses choose them? <laughs>
2: So the clients go out into the pastures where the horses are out grazing freely. There's absolutely nothing on them, and they uh, they're given uh, some safety. Obviously, they're giving like a given a like a safety briefing. Um, so they're taught how to. Uh, uh, approach the horses in a safe manner so they go out and they get to meet all the horses and we sit back and watch the body language between the horse and um the client of course we've been doing it this way for well over 10 years we know our horses pretty well um some of them are really obvious and when they pick they kind of follow their person like a puppy dog (laughs) Um, and uh, some of them are a little more subtle you got to kind of watch you know they'll kind of follow from a distance um so it just, you know, kind of depends on the horse. But we've had a lot of success uh, allowing the horses to choose who they want to work with and who they think they can help.
1: And I interrupted you. I apologize. Okay. But I was just curious. So the horses <laughs> yep. choose them. And then, then what what else is involved?
2: Um, so after the, the selection, they learn how to, they learn from the ground up. So, they learn how to catch their horse, groom, tack, and then eventually they do get in the saddle and have some uh, ride time. But we really promote the relationship, communication, understanding, um, empathy. Horses are very empathetic. So, if uh, as humans we can develop a, a better sense, a heightened sense of empathy and compassion, and that can translate into our daily interactions with other people, um, you notice that you start connecting with people more um, and, and easier. So it's just meant to kind of uh, build those, those skills again.
1: Very, very interesting. The uh, our guest today on in the loop is Keisha Gonzalez. She's operations director with the uh, Triple H Equitherapy out of Pipe Creek. The website triple horg h uh, dot org, and you'll find out all about. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Um, Excuse yes, <laughs> me. How do people qualify for the program? Um, is there a cost involved? What's uh, what's what kind of how does that work?
2: Okay. Um, anybody with a diagnosis qualifies for this program, at least um, on some level, Uh, we do have certain things that we are not able, there's certain uh, diagnoses that are challenges for people riding horses, um, things like seizures, Mm -hmm. um, and, and severe mobility issues. However, um, research has shown that even just spending time with the horse and getting to brush the horse um, and do you know, whatever kind of physical activity you can do, just spend time, have conversations, whatever the case may be, um, research has shown that even that is beneficial. But we are a therapeutic riding center, um, which means we do not do more typical lessons. So everybody coming out here has some type of, um, diagnosis. Okay. They don't have to be referred through a doctor or anything like that. Like I said, it, it can be a lot of it's, you know, parent to parent. Um, and, uh, so they come out, we'll do, uh, an evaluation to kind of get a feel for where they are and maybe what goals, um, the family has for them and then uh, once we have a spot then um, you know they're given the opportunity to participate with our psychotherapy programs most of our veterans are coming through the va system we have very strong partnerships with audie murphy um, the va center in northwest san antonio the kerrville hospital um, va hospital and uh, multiple uh, vet centers. So the majority of them are being referred through those programs, but they don't have to be. They can come out um, directly.
1: Okay. And then I'm guessing if people want more information, we've gave the website, triple-h.org. Uh, yes. Or, or they just call the yes. 830? Okay. Yes, yeah, either one. Mm-hmm. And let's see if I've got the number. Go ahead. You, you give it out.
2: Sorry, 830 9515
1: Okay, we have plenty of time left. Um, where else do you want to go in terms of, uh, did you want to talk about another one of the programs? Um, is there another one you're particularly proud of? Or maybe you're even building a program that you've seen a need uh, for recently. Uh, something like that.
2: Absolutely. Um, we do have a newer program. We're partnering with Bandera County um, and the state of Texas for a program that uh, is based around prevention and intervention. So we're working with kiddos that have been identified in some way, either through maybe a school counselor, uh, maybe they have, you know, parents that have been incarcerated or older siblings that have already been into, um, some legal trouble, so on and so forth, uh, and they are so they're referred to the program, and we're just a small piece of it. Um, Bandera County uh, Probation Department is doing just you know phenomenal work with these kids. Um, they do all kinds of stuff with them, but we are a piece of that program, um, and the ide- you know the idea is that we can um, correct some behaviors and maybe change some to you know, change the their path basically before it gets to the point of uh, you know, them being in legal trouble for the most part. So um, that is a newer program. We're very, very proud of it uh, so yeah. far. It's been doing really well.
1: All right. Well, now let's get to talking about how sure. our listeners can help you. Um, kind of, we can talk about uh, – the donations, if you like, we can talk yeah. about the uh, the gala that's coming mm-hmm. up, and I know that you said that uh, volunteerism uh, and volunteering is big, and there's mm-hmm. lots of opportunities. Uh, let's start with the uh, um, in terms of uh, donations and supporting you.
2: Okay, so all of our programs um, are uh, you know when we have people that are coming out individually, um, if they have the means to pay privately. Um we only charge thirty dollars a lesson, whereas the industry average is eighty five dollars um, for that hour um, so we're already trying to keep the cost uh at, you know, as low as we can so that it's accessible to everybody. Um, those that can't afford that, we do offer different scholarships. Uh, our veterans don't pay anything to come out here. Um, all of that is funded through private foundations and donations. So um, anybody that would like to give, uh, you know, financially, it would go directly to um, the programs. Uh, we have 94 cents on the dollar actually goes directly to the programs and um and you can find ways to donate online the other way to get involved and give back if you um, so choose to do so is volunteering we are seeing about a hundred clients a week right now um, there are five of us on the staff that are here every day so uh we could literally not do what we do if we didn't have the volunteers that are coming out to help
1: so what's, what skills do I have to have to, to be a volunteer? Because um, I'm guessing for a lot of people that are listening, they're like, you know, I'd love to be a part of this. Uh, and in fact, it's interesting when you look at your website, you can see people that started off as a volunteer and then, <laughs> and then became a staff member. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's apparently very common, uh, which is great. Uh, are you looking for clerical? Are you, you tell me what you're looking for right this second.
2: So um, there's there's all kinds of ways to get involved. We have, um, of course, we have a need for people that are helping with the clients directly. So we have people that help lead the horses. Those are going to be people that do have a little bit more horse experience. Um, but then we have sidewalkers, and to be a sidewalker, you can come out never have you know never having touched a horse before, and you're going to be given the training you need um, to keep the client and yourself safe. Uh, Then we have ranch work. We are on a working ranch of almost 200 acres, um, and we have a barn of 20 horses. So there's always ranch work to be done, barn work to be done, um, things like that, if that's what somebody is looking to get into. Um, And then, of course, we do have some clerical work. Anybody that Feels um, inclined to help with fundraisers. We do um, obviously our gala, but we also do have a, a couple of other smaller fundraisers throughout the year. There's just there's ways for just about anybody who would like to to get involved. Um, it's a good place. To bring children to volunteer we do accept you know younger people volunteering uh, in you know different whatever ways is suitable for them uh, so it's it's a good idea for you know families to even get involved and we do we do have families that come out and volunteer together
1: and uh, it's interesting too you can read about um, the horses as well uh, <laughs> on the website where do the horses come from for, for those folks that are interested
2: um, Uh, A lot of our horses have been donated to us. Um, They had, you know, lives previous to coming here. And through either maybe uh, a family struggling financially and not being able to care for them. Um, At times, it's. uh, we just got one not too long ago where... Uh, her kiddo was graduating and going off to college, and Mom and Dad just didn't you know wasn't weren't really interested. Uh, but the horse, you know, was just a great horse, great kid's horse, and still had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know a lot of stuff to give. So uh, they come from you know different different areas, primarily donated um, and uh, and we do have a, a retirement, I'm sorry. we do have a retirement pasture. So once a horse comes to us and they are ours, they are cared for until it's time to move on to greener pastures.
1: Yeah, I'm looking here. Bentley's <laughs> Bentley's got that look. Bentley, Bentley looks yeah. a little mischievous, just kind of like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like he's thinking here. Uh, that's very cool. Yeah, you can see all of them on the website. It's very, very interesting. Uh, and uh, we're going to keep talking Okay. Um, <laughs> Keisha, we have a little more time left. Keisha Gonzalez is our, our guest today. She's the operations director at Triple H. Oh, and what, is, what the, does the Triple H stand for?
2: Um, horses Healing Hearts. Okay. Is what it stands for. Um, and that's actually the theme of this year's gala, oh. Horses Healing Hearts.
1: <laughs> so what haven't we, we discussed that you want to make sure we talk about while we have about, about uh, maybe uh, two, three minutes left?
2: Um, I just, I just welcome anybody who likes being outdoors and likes animals. Even if you've never seen a horse or been near a horse, um, I invite everybody to give us a call and come out and visit. Um, whether you think you want to get involved as a volunteer, as a regular volunteer, or you know this is something you know you'd like to donate to, uh, come out and visit us. Um, and make sure you know this is this is the place you want to get involved with. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee you will. <laughs>
1: how do they? How do they do that? Do they make an appointment to come visit? Do they yeah. call and okay?
2: Yep, they can um, call that number the eight three zero five one zero nine five one five, or they can contact us through the website as well.
1: Very cool. And who's your favorite horse?
2: Um, well I my personal horse is voodoo. She is part of the pro- program, but she's mine. Um oh, okay. and so yeah, she's my favorite.
1: <laughs> and what makes voodoo so special?
2: So, um she's just she's got a personality. She's a lot like me. Um she likes to work, you know. Uh she's not a lot of frou frou and frills. Uh, <laughs> you know, when it's time to get down to work, she's ready to get down to work. Um and uh, and she's just she's just you know she's a character she'll be at the gala she's one of oh, our wow. um, ambassador horses so she'll be at the gala to greet people
1: <laughs> so if you go to the gala you can meet Keisha yes. you can meet everybody there and you can meet Voodoo yes all right all right well Keisha thank you so much Keisha Gonzalez has been our guest for more information on the on triple h uh, equine therapy the website triple-h.org the phone number 830 830- Uh, 510-9515. And, um, yep, you can get that all on the website. Uh, But if you didn't get it, you call me here at the station, and I'll give it to you as well. Keisha, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Milton, so much for having me. You bet. We're going to say goodbye (laughs) for today. I'm Milton Glick. You join us next week as we keep you in the loop.
0: Thanks for joining us in the loop. We look forward to bringing you next week's show with Milton Glick.